I find it disconcerting. There will be an appropriate time and a place to review policy. What does this rapporteur even do? The Liberals and Conservatives want to play a political game and score points. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. You're actually sharing half of the story. Lies, 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 yeah! Good morning to you. Yeah, it is that time. Tom Korski joining us. I could give this guy an hour today. I still don't know if it would be enough time, but of course you know him as managing editor over at Black Locks Reporter. I seriously could probably give you an hour. There's so much stuff going on. Yeah, but when it's shorter, we focus more. That's true. That is true. All right, give me your thoughts. So obviously you, I mean, public health is in the news so much these days in Ottawa that uh, it's starting to get confusing as to how many scandals are embroiled in. I'm up to like three that we're talking about. But certainly, the you know, everything came out yesterday on, finally, on the Winnipeg Lab. Right? It is like interesting, finally. isn't it? it mm. It's like the law of gravity, as you mentioned. Like all, when you're in a government office for nine years, all your failures start falling. And this was a... But you can fail really, you can fail really badly there and not get fired. Like, it's, like what do you have to do to get fired in Ottawa? Well, apparently you have to be a Chinese spy. Uh, oh. well. But even then, they, they, they'll let you stick around for a long time. Even then, they treated it as a human resources issue, unbelievably. This goes back to a 2020 investigations at the nation's foremost federal microbiology laboratory in Winnipeg, where mm-hmm. there were two Chinese-Canadian scientists who came under a security watch. They were seen doing suspicious things on Literally security cameras. They were repeatedly caught breaking rules, using Gmail accounts to discuss business, accepting mislabeled shipments of mysterious uh, laboratory proteins from China. My favorite was one of them had a an, a bank account yeah. with the China Commercial Bank. Who has a bank account with the China Commercial Bank back in the motherland? Uh, and the, what same what same happened? person who sends Ebola. Exactly. Secretly, so right? Like, the honestly, there was, but this is the thing, like, we've gone through, and I've gone through a lot of, of what we learned yesterday, but I think you were probably at that scrum where Mark Holland is, like, getting chewed alive, because it's like, why didn't anyone get fired? Like, he admits that they didn't do background checks, they let students go in, they, apparently this, these people invited a top military, um, you know, guy to come in, scientist to come in, just to check it out, eh? Like, who gets fired? Why, why won't they fire anyone? Well, in this circumstance, this is exactly the point, Alex. Uh, The question was asked and remains unanswered. After three years, who hired these people? Who thought this was a good idea? There were earlier documents that were uncovered by uh, MPs and committee that determined these two Chinese-Canadian researchers with important ties to Chinese state agencies had were, were already suspected of misdealing. And yet it went on and on until the police literally raided the lab and took them away. Who thought this was a good idea? The president of the public health agency at the time would not discuss this. And when you see, this is embarrassing, when you see the internal records now disclosed only yesterday after, after many years, you see that the public health agency treated this as a human resources issue. Yeah. You say, well, why are you using Gmail? What, what's with the mysterious shipments? Oh, come on, I know, it's Alex. Like as if they were going to take these two people into HR and sit them down. Now, can you tell us why you think you've been fired? Okay. Um, why did you fire this 
person. It's like well, unbelievable. Old state secrets. Ah, yes, but why? <laughs> By the way, do you know why they worked? At, why they got a job at the Winnipeg lab? Because they could. Because they exactly they couldn't get a job at any American lab. That's a, that was established in documentation. No, uh, apparently in the United States they're capable of doing background checks yeah. and seeing literally if you posed in a photograph with a an uniformed major general from the People's Liberation Army involved in their bioweapons program. That that happened. It's unbelievable. Well, it is unbelievable, but it, it's happened a lot, and our five I partners are furious. They can, this will go over like this could be the straw, honestly, because we've already seen America move in on the police stations. We've already they move lightning fast. Australia's you know uh, taking care of the seven days a week. They, you know, we're the only ones not doing anything, and sure, they keep reading it's all stories. Politics. It's well, politics, right? but it isn't. It's security. So how the, the the people in that lab were seeing the same things as our five I partners? I'm sure they're not thrilled about that. No, everything is politics, Alex, all the time. It's 100% politics, all the time. It's always about the next by-election. It's never about national security. Yeah, well, we'll uh, stay tuned on that. That's the gift that keeps giving. So is ArriveCan. ArriveCan now is splitting into multiple things. Um, Treasury Board Anita Nand yesterday saying, well, the contracts didn't cross her desk. I mean, why would they cross the Treasury Board? Why would those contracts cross the Treasury Board's desk, right? Which just tells you everything that's wrong. But she doesn't know what was going on. The Treasury Department doesn't know why $60, 70000000 is going out the door. And again, again, we've got this David Yeo case. with like, There's just so many tentacles to this. But how did, how did Treasury not know about $60, 70000000 $70 Well, in particular, she was Minister of Public Works in the day. So she gets it coming and going. This is a minister, and then she. Th- this was a person with excellent management credentials, taught at the Rockman School, well, the University of Toronto. Well, that's first-rate brains, and she was going to bring her fabulous expertise. And when asked, as minister responsible for contracting, did you ever notice these suspicious contracts that went out on this sixty million dollar arrived Can App program? She said, "No, I don't. Yeah, no, I'm drawing a blank on that one." What were you doing all day? Well, it, anyway, not looking at contracts. Yeah, Alex, this is what happens when they didn't want to have a judicial inquiry mm-hmm. into pandemic mismanagement, which every other country, very yeah. many well, other G7 countries have done. They weren't interested. So we're going to do it by a thousand cuts. How it, are they going to join themselves now? It's very true. It, this, but, but now we're seeing why they don't want to hold an inquiry, because this is just on top of other spending uh, that you all have laid out at Blacklocks of just questionable contracts. And I bet you, Tom, if they open up all those, if they audited every department, I think people would fall off their seats. Yeah, but you know what we always say in the newsroom, Alex? Everything comes out eventually. Anyone who thinks that they can keep a secret I forever, I have a newsflash. It, it doesn't work that way. doesn't happen. Meanwhile, Freedom Convoy posing a serious risk of violence. And so we know that the federal government's challenging the ruling by this judge who said they were over their uh, skis on putting in the emergencies uh, measures. And, and we've got uh, Arif Ferrani, the new attorney general, saying, no, 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 we have real, they're, they're still trying to show how seriously violence, violent this was. It's funny, you know, Donald Trump doesn't, didn't invent this. He gets ridiculed for it. When you lose, you, you claim that you won. And, and that's what Cabinet is doing over that recent federal court ruling only five weeks ago, where you had a federal judge, a former Department of Justice counsel, say, look, you, you broke the law. It, it wasn't the truckers who violated the Constitution. Cabinet did. And here you have the Attorney General testifying in a parliamentary committee, and he's still trotting out 
this tired slander that the convoy was violent. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you, 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 you remember in the day, mm-hmm. the, the staff hours that we wasted trying to verify claims that the convoy was violent. And to the point they were obnoxious, where you had, exactly, but they were not you violent. Had a, you had an Ontario Provincial Police Superintendent testify that he was shocked at how peaceful it was. You would think, well, when you get any group of people, it, it could be Sunday school teachers. You know, someone's going to mix it up. Not this crowd. Shockingly peaceful. It doesn't matter. Cabinet is sticking to its narrative that they were defending democracy against a violent, armed, and howling mob. It doesn't matter if there was no violence, no howling, and no mob. That. Well, you know, uh, the governments and politicians seem to be so worried about information, misinformation, disinformation. They want to cure it. And I'm like, you guys are the the worst purveyors of it. No, they invented it. They invented it. (laughs) Yet they want to be the ones to clean it up. It is ironic. It is. Let's um, talk about Mark Miller. Mark Miller, he's not a very high. He went from being kind of a nice guy to just very grumbly. I guess that's what happens when you get the immigration ministry as your next job. But he's got big problems in that uh, ministry. And, you know, he's picking fights with colleges. You know, he's going after the province, blaming them, everybody for all these people coming in. But then we learn that fewer immigrants are even applying for citizenship here, despite all the record immigration. So that SatScanit is saying that they're at a loss to explain a 30-point drop in a citizenship rate. So what's going on here? It's very odd, isn't it? And you're right, Statistics Canada doing uh, census figures, and the uh, rate of citizenship application by uh, immigrants has declined markedly over really a generation. Down, you're right, down 30 points. They say they don't know. I'm sure everyone has a theory. Uh, we have seen some internal research by the Canada mm-hmm. Revenue Agency in which immigrants complain that, wow, living in Canada is really expensive. <laughs> Hey, oh, I can't no even idea. get a house. I lived with 30 people in a basement. Not the dream I thought. Uh, by the way, Mark Miller, uh, just this morning, uh, this hurt, uh, brought back the Stephen Harper visas on Mexicans. Oh. Don't yeah. they blame, aren't they blaming him for everything? It's his fault, but we're bringing back his visas. It was all his fault, but anyway, we're, we're going to do what Stephen Harper did. If you are a Mexican national uh, who is getting on a flight to Canada, effective 11.59 p.m. tonight, you must get a visa. Uh, the reason was, of course, bogus asylum claims went mm-hmm. through the roof. Mexico was number one in fake asylum claims when they got yeah. rid of the Harper visas. Yeah, well, gee, the cartels happened to see a loophole, and God knows they're running through it, but boy, oh boy. There's going to be a lot of news coming out today, but that is a mess of a file, and it's not going to well, uh, end well, I think, for, for everyone. Hi, you have a great weekend, Tom. Well, thank you. You too, Alex. All right, we'll talk again. Thanks, I appreciate Good. it. My pleasure. There you go. That is Tom Korski joining us, finding all the details. But yeah, the immigration file is now splintering into so many issues. It is a disaster. And sadly, it will take a toll on uh, what was always a pretty good thing in this country. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.